Hey Swerve Church, my name is Danny. If we haven't had the opportunity or the pleasure to meet in person just yet, thank you so much for taking out some time to join us at Swerve Church Online this morning. And let me just wish you all a happy birthday. It's four years, guys, and we're just celebrating. I know it's not ideal and I wish we could be together, uh, but I promise you, whenever we are able to get together, we'll be able to celebrate and we'll cut cake and eat and, uh, and we'll have a great time. Uh, but I wanna wish you all a happy birthday and, and listen, listen to what I gotta say. The best is yet to come. We're celebrating all that God has done and is doing, but the best is yet to come. And so thank you guys so much uh, for celebrating with us four years. Happy birthday, Swerve. We're wrapping up our series in the book of Daniel, and I'm really excited to be able to dig into God's word with you today. We're going to be in Daniel chapter six. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and take them out or follow along in the Bible app as we dig into God's word together. And let me begin by asking you guys a question. Have you ever been by yourself in a really dark place. Now, some of you are very adventurous. You know, maybe you've been to like the caves in El Yunque, right? And you, and you go in, in, on the island in Puerto Rico and, and you're really adventurous. You find yourself in a dark place uh, uh, there, you know, in, in one of those dark caves and it's kind of scary. Or maybe you've ever, maybe you've found yourself um, in a blackout when, when the lights go out and you're at home and you're by yourself and you can't see anything in front of you. You know, when you're in a dark place by yourself, let's be honest, it's a, it's a little scary and it can even be a little dangerous. You know, uh, last year we went to Playland in right New York and we took, uh, we, we went on one of those, those rides that's like a, like a haunted house kind of a deal. And I went with Melody and, you know, it's really scary in those rides. And it was just so cute and so funny to watch her just like hold on, you know, scared, hanging for her life because of how, how spooky and how scary it was to be in a place that was so dark. There's something about being in a dark place, right? There's just something about being there that's kind of, kind of scary and spooky, especially if you're there by yourself. Now, let me ask you guys another question. Have you ever found yourself in a dark place circumstantially or relationally or emotionally? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Danny, what, what, where have you been? Are you hiding under a rock? Like, that's something that we're all experiencing, that we're all feeling right now, and that is so true with the situation and the predicament that we find ourselves in. A lot of us, we find ourselves in that dark place right now. It's a reality for many of us today. You feel alone. Maybe you, maybe you feel isolated. You know, for some of us, we feel scared in that isolation as we're, you know, quarantining our homes by ourselves. You know, maybe you feel scared and, and anxious. Maybe, you know, your job security is on the line or maybe you already lost your job temporarily because of this whole uh, situation and you're very, and you're very much so in a dark place. Or maybe, you know, you're scared by the fact that it seems like there's no end in sight. Or it seems like there's, there's no solution to this problem. I think we've all found ourselves there and many of us are there right now where we find ourselves in a dark place. Well, as we wrap up our series in the book of Daniel, that's exactly where Daniel's gonna find himself today. He's gonna find himself in a dark place. And not only physically, he's gonna find himself physically in a dark place and isolated physically, but also, also emotionally and relationally. He's gonna be isolated and find himself in a dark place. And so we wanna look at the question or try to answer the question and examine, what do you do when you find yourself in a dark place, when you find yourself in a den, when you find yourself in a dark place? circumstantially, emotionally, or relationally? What do you do and how do you respond? So let's begin by reading uh, Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to invite you guys to read along with me. The words are also on the screen as well. So go ahead and, and take our time to really focus in on what God wants to teach us in His Word. Here's what it says, Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. It says, Darius decided to appoint 120 satraps over the kingdom stationed throughout the realm. 
and over, over them three administrators, including Daniel. Now, let me give you guys a little bit of context and history to what's going on now. We have a new king that we're looking at. His name is King Darius. So it's no longer uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, who we uh, study for the past uh, four weeks or so in the beginning, the first half of the book of Daniel. Uh, king Nebuchadnezzar is long gone, and now we have a new king, King Darius. And so this king appoints uh, 120 kind of different uh, officials. Think of it kind of like government-appointed officials uh, that he kind of selects. And then uh, out of those 120, he selects a few to give oversight. And one of them is, is Daniel. He's a trustworthy uh, servant to the king, and he chooses him to give oversight. So we'll continue reading Daniel chapter 6, verses 3 to 5. Look at what it says. It says that Daniel distinguished himself above the administrators and satraps because he had an extraordinary spirit. There was something special to Daniel. And, and not only King Nebuchadnezzar saw it, but, but even King Darius here, he notices there's something special about this guy. There's something special about his attitude and his outlook on life. So the king planned to set him over the whole realm. The administrators and satraps, therefore, kept trying to find a charge against Daniel. And what you guys notice here is that uh, uh, somebody's been sipping on the haterade pretty hard and don't like the fact that Daniel has uh, some favor uh, with the king and that he's uh, an advisor, a trusted advisor and leader for the king. So these guys are, 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 are hateful of that, jealous of that information. So it goes on to say, but they could find no charge they could find no charge. This is amazing. They, they try to find some dirt on Daniel, but they just couldn't find it. They, they, find, they could find no charge or corruption, for he was trustworthy, and no negligence or corruption was found in him. Then these men said, We will never find any charge against this Daniel unless we find something against him concerning the law of his God. And so this is interesting. These guys knew uh, they couldn't find no dirt on him, but they knew that he was devout. They knew about his faith. They knew about his devotion to God. And so as we look at the words that describe Daniel here, we see that even in this capacity, even remember, Daniel is still uh, enslaved in Babylon. He's a slave. He's not a free man. He's still enslaved. But even in these predicaments, even in this situation, uh, we see that even though things are, are looking grim, that he is still a godly person. He still embodies these godly characteristics. So here's a couple things that we're going to glean as we study uh, the rest of these verses. And that is, what can you do in the den? What can you do in the den? If you find yourself in that dark place, if you find yourself in isolation, if you find yourself uh, finding or facing these difficulties, what can you do? And here's number one in your notes. You can write this down if you're taking notes today. And that is that you can cultivate godly character. You can cultivate godly character. You notice in the passage that we just read, it says that Daniel had an extraordinary spirit, which means that Daniel's outlook and his composure uh, was kept. And everybody knew it and everybody could see it. It was amazing. He had a positive outlook on life. You know, people wanted to be around him. Here's a question for us to reflect on, and that is what, what spirit do you have? Do people want to be around you? Do people want to be next to you? What kind of spirit do you have? What do you communicate when you talk, especially during our time, especially during, these difficult, during this difficult season? Do you communicate fear or do you communicate faith? And it's so important that we have the right and embody the right spirit. You know, they were able to find no charge against him, which means they went looking through all his trying to find dirty laundry and they couldn't find anything on him. They found that he was trustworthy. There was no negligence. There was no corruption 
in the life of Daniel. Isn't that amazing that they try to seek, they try to find, they try to look through all his dirty laundry and they couldn't find anything. You know, most scholars say that when Daniel was first brought into captivity in Babylon, he was somewhere around 16 years old. He was a young guy. But by the time we reach Daniel chapter 6, Daniel is already over 80 years old. Which means that these men had many years to look at into his life to try to find this dirty laundry. And throughout that whole entire span of Daniel's life, they couldn't find anything. Isn't that amazing about Daniel's life? The passage talks about the, the law of God and his commitment to following God. You know, Daniel took his walk with God seriously and it impacted his life. His character reflected the seriousness with which he took his relationship to God. And I think we can learn from that as well when we talk about cultivating godly character. You know, do you take your walk with Christ seriously? Because if you do, then your life will begin to demonstrate and bear fruit. There'll be fruit of that reality that if you take your walk with Christ seriously, because you have, the Bible says you have the living God inside of you. His Holy Spirit is working in and through you, cultivating within you the desire to live your life in a way that honors God and that looks more and more like Christ every single day. What do you do when you find yourself in a den? You can cultivate godly character. If you continue to read Daniel chapter 6, um, verse 6 on, you know, these corrupt administrators and these satraps basically were, were, uh, were devising a big plan. It was a big setup to try to catch Daniel and to get him in trouble uh, with the king. And so they go up to the king and they try to butter him up and they convince him to sign this edict or this decree that says that no one can petition any other god or person except for the king for one entire month, meaning that nobody could pray uh, to God or to any other God, especially for the Babylonians. They were a, a pagan nation, which means they had very many uh, gods that they would pray to and worship. But according to this decree, nobody could petition any other God or any other person except the king. And if they would disobey, the punishment was they would have to be thrown into a lion's den. A den or pit that was full of lions, uh, hungry lions that if you would throw in there, obviously their lives would be gone. And so what was Daniel's response in this scary time uh, with this trial, with this faith being attacked? What is Daniel's response? What does he do? His life is in jeopardy. His life is hanging in the balance. His faith is being attacked. Here's what Daniel does. Read Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. It says, when Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went into his house. And the windows in its upstairs room opened toward Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Despite the threat, despite uh, what was on the line, he continued to do what he always did. You see, most Jews, most devout Jews, they would dedicate three times a day to pray to God. And they would face Jerusalem and offer up uh, prayers. And this is exactly what Daniel did. Daniel had developed a rhythm. He had developed these spiritual habits of praying, of seeking God regularly. And nothing in the mind of Daniel had changed. He continued to live out these habits. And this is the second thing that we can learn. You can write this down in your notes. And that is, if you find yourself in the den, if you find yourself in a dark time or season or moment, you can approach God and maintain a worshipful attitude. You can approach God and maintain a worshipful attitude. What do you do in the middle of a den? Man, this is so important for us to learn. 
And here's the question I want you guys to reflect and ponder on. Have you reflected regular rhythms of prayer and regular rhythms of scripture reading and getting together with God's people in community and relationship to help encourage you and in your walk with Christ? Have you done this? You know, so often I've, I've come to realize in my years in ministry that a lot of times uh, we get hit and number one, we're either not ready because we haven't developed these rhythms. We haven't prepared ourselves and developed these rhythms of prayer and scripture reading and relationship or we get hit hard and we just quit and we just give up but because of Jesus what I want you to know is that we have access to the throne of God look at what Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says it says therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need Guys, we can approach, we can approach God's throne of grace because of Jesus. We can seek Him in prayer. And you know, what's interesting is that Daniel's response was not out of disobedience to the king, but it was out of obedience to a greater king. And we worship, guys, a greater king. And we have access to a greater king. We have access to Him. We can pray to Him through Jesus. We are able to approach God's throne of grace. And what, what you can do when you find yourself in a den, when you find yourself in a dark place, you can maintain a worshipful attitude. If you continue to read Daniel chapter 6, verses 13 and on, uh, we realize that this whole thing was a setup to try to get Daniel in trouble. And these government officials, essentially, they read out Daniel because Daniel would pray at a window three times a day facing Jerusalem. So obviously they can see him from outside. Uh, by the way, this is a side note. How amazing is it to know that even though Daniel had this opposition, he still his life was still portrayed and it was still public and people were still able to see that he was living this life of integrity. And it's so important for us to know that we're living in tumultuous times. It's very difficult times. The world is looking at you. How are you living your life? Let's make sure that we are portraying and that we're showing, uh, we're showing the gospel to our neighbors by the way that we live our lives. And so they bring it to the king, and this actually saddens the king. You see, Daniel was a trusted advisor. He was a friend to the king, and so this saddens him. And so then this is what the king says. We pick it up in Daniel chapter 6, uh, verse 17. It says this, So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, and I want you guys to pay attention to this, May your God, whom you continually serve, rescue you. If you like to take notes in, in your Bible, I would say underline that part of the verse where it says, you, the, the God whom you continually serve. You see, Daniel's reputation was faithfully obeying God and fulfilling God's purposes, you know, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation around him. His reputation was known that he would continue to serve God no matter what. So what else do we do when we're in a den? You can write this down, number three in your notes. Be in relentless pursuit regardless of your problems. Be in relentless pursuit regardless of your problems. You ever heard the saying, you know, when things get hot, get out of the kitchen. You ever heard that saying before? Well, you know what we're going to say. When things get hot, we press in even more. When things get hot, we press in even more. 
When uncertainty arrives, when fear arrives, we press in even more. We seek God even more. We are in pursuit of God even more. When we're surrounded by worry and anxiety, we pursue God even more. We press in and we pursue. When we're faced with threat or disease or sickness, we press in and we pursue God even more because nothing can stop us from pursuit. Why? Why is it that nothing can stop us from pursuit? It's because nothing can separate us from God's love. That's what it says in Romans chapter 8. And Paul talks about in this letter, in the book of Romans, in this chapter, he says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not trouble, not calamity, not persecution, not hunger, not danger, not threat. Nothing can separate us from God's love. And so if nothing can separate us from God's love, then our only reasonable response is that nothing can separate us or stop us from pursuing God because His love doesn't stop pursuing us. You know, Daniel is faced with this uh, serious problem. He's thrown alone, isolated by himself into a dark den, a den full of hungry lions. And if you continue to read, you know, uh, verse 17 on, the king is actually worried for Daniel. He stays up all night. He's extremely worried. He can't even eat. Um, and, and because he's, he's worried about the situation and worried about Daniel and, and hoping that some way, somehow, he would be able to survive the night. And so the morning comes at the crack of dawn. He runs to the den to check up on Daniel. And he says, he, he calls out to Daniel. He says, servant of the living God, has your God rescued you? And I can imagine, this doesn't say it in the Bible, but I read into it a little bit. And I can only imagine, imagine there was a pause. There was a silence for a moment as the king called out to Daniel and tried to hear from him. And there's a silence and he doesn't hear from Daniel at that moment. You know, maybe he hears the smacking of the, of the, of the lips of the lion. He hears the, the, the growling tummies of the lion. But then out of the silence, we read this. This is Daniel chapter 6, verse 21. It says, Then Daniel spoke with the king. May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they haven't harmed me. And miraculously, God did something amazing. He closed the lion's mouth, and he saved Daniel. Uh, the Bible says that an angel appeared. Some scholars believe that it, it could have been a, an angel, or it could have been pre-incarnate Christ himself in the den with Daniel. Or regardless whether it was Jesus himself or it was an angel, what we know is that God was present. And verse 23 says that the king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed. L read this next part with me out loud. Ready, go. For he trusted in his God. Write this down, number four, in your notes. What else can you do when you find yourself in a den, in a dark situation? Number four, in difficult times, you can still trust God. In difficult times, you can still trust God. Isn't it interesting that once again, God did not prevent the den. He could have. He could have changed the king's mind. He could have done something miraculously to deliver Daniel from the den, but he didn't. God was present and rescued Daniel through the den. In this moment, do you feel isolated? Do you feel alone? Do you find yourself in a dark place? Well, I want you to know that in your den, in your darkness, God is present. In your isolation, Jesus is present. You are not alone. You're not by yourself. Guys, God is on his throne. He's ruling and he's reigning and God is trustworthy.
understand and trust God not to deliver you from the den, but to deliver you through the den. In hardship, in difficult times, we can reach out to Him. You know, I love what Psalms chapter 62 verse 8 says. And if you can, in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you're watching this uh, video, streaming this service today, I would love for you to read this verse out loud with me. Ready, go. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before Him. God is our refuge. You know, guys, how do we know that God is trustworthy? How do we know that we can trust God? We know we can trust God because He entered our den of sin. You see, the Bible says that sin isolated, that sin separated us from God. Our sin created this chasm between us and God and it threatened eternal death and separation from our Creator. Jesus enters our situation. He enters our proverbial den and He closes the mouth of sin that was attempting to conquer us. He lives the life that we could not live, a perfect and sinless life, so that He can, in turn, die in our place for, the, for our sin. He dies on a cross. He hangs His head and yells out, It is finished. This is why we celebrate Easter, because Jesus died in our place for our sin. And they placed his lifeless body in a tomb. And three days later, the Bible says, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus conquers Satan's sin and death. And he rises from the grave because through his death, we experience forgiveness of sin. And in his life, we have newness of life. And in order to experience forgiveness of sin and new life, all you have to do is put your faith in him. Put your trust in him. Have you done that? Have you made that decision? If you haven't, I want to invite you to do so today. And if you made that decision today, you can let us know. And maybe in the comments right now, what you can do is, is you, you can put, I have decided. Write that comment. Right now in the comments, let us know you made a decision to follow Jesus. And we'll have, we would love to follow up with you and give you some resources and share with you some of the next steps. If you find yourself in a dark, isolated time, if you find yourself in a den, be encouraged and, to, and acknowledge and know that God is present and He is with you. Let's pray. God, I pray that in the middle of these difficult times that all of us are facing right now, God, that you would be able to cultivate a character within us, Lord, that we would draw closer to you. God, that we would be devoted to you. Lord, in fact, I pray that that would be our attitude, that we wouldn't have a pessimistic or negative attitude, but that we would have a worshipful attitude. God, that we would be known for our faith and not for our fear. God, thank you for the reminder that we can relentlessly pursue you despite the situation or circumstances around us. And God, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would stir within our heart that desire to pursue you and to press in even more. God, and I just ask, Lord, that we would all be able to, Lord, in these middle of the difficult times, to trust you, God, because you are trustworthy. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.